Blog Talk Radio. Well, good morning, good morning, good morning, and um, it is a fantastic, wonderful, happy, exciting uh, morning. It's a Wednesday. No, it's Thursday. I don't even know what day it is. Crazy. Um, it is a um, Thursday morning, and uh, we are here in the uh, in the bunker. <laughs> uh, we've been in the bunker for a month or so. Seems like longer, but I don't know. Uh, I know that. Um, Bush Gardens closed on the 16th, I guess, of March, and it is now the 30th of April. It's March, April. So it's uh, been about a month and a half uh, since we've been, I've personally been on a, I, I ain't got nowhere to go. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's funny, on that Monday, uh, I was actually headed off to my main job. I was actually in the car on the way there when I got the email. We're not having lessons here today. We are doing the whole virtual lessons thing. I was in the car. I was on the way um, because we had been on the way because we had done it there the week before. Uh, but things changed just like, like that, so I ended up turning the car around and coming back home. There you go. And I've been blessed to being able to, from here, you see my guitar, and my saxophone's over here, and my flute is right here in my left hand, uh, that I've been able to teach from from here in the bunker, so I am I, I, I am blessed, so we're good. Um, today I want to talk about a little bit about what the hell's going on, because there's a lot going on, but, you know, there's always been a lot going on. I want to talk about COVID-19, uh, I want to talk about Trump, you know, it's kind of hard to avoid president right now and the economy. Uh, so, so if I can hit on these three topics in the next 27 minutes without tripping myself up, that would be very good. First of all, let's talk about COVID-19. Uh, we, we will not be able to get a, a real conversation on COVID-19 until we are past, you know, some of this, uh, because we are still sort of in, a, in the throes of, you know, getting people well, getting people out of the hospital and that kind of stuff. So we need to under, we need to understand that there needs to be a postmortem on a lot of things, origin, um, all sorts of the, the stories that came out early. Uh, it is my thought, and it still is my thought, that this is a Chinese virus. Why? Because a lot of viruses are Chinese, you know, and that's just, that, that's not hate. That's just reality. A lot of these are Chinese. Um, you can go back, you can go back eons and trace these viruses back to to China. Now, whether this virus is was a naturally occurring thing that got out of hand, or whether this was made in a lab, and of course we all we are hearing all of this stuff, which you're going to because we are in the age of conspiracies. And the, most, the more outlandish the conspiracy that will get you attention on social media, that's the one that you're going to hear the most. Uh, I just heard a, um, I thought a, a conspiracy or a, um, 
this somebody gave, sent me an IM that you know that black people when they get COVID nineteen they don't have the same symptoms as everybody else. They just feel tired and and then they die. Supposedly from this nurse in Washington D.C. and people just buy it. I don't know. I want verification because damn, I'm tired all the time. <laughs> I'm tired all the time. Uh, but we are. We will look at where this virus came from, and it came from China. It's pretty much assured that it is a Chinese thing, and the reaction of the Chinese Communist Party was ta- has been tantamount to malfe- you know what world malfeasance, and they should have to have their comeuppance for sure, as the as is the World Health Organization because they simply did not do their due diligence when it came to China and because of and my thought because of funding they just decided they just weren't going to they were going to just buy into whatever China said and that's how it was going to be and now we have what we have worldwide it isn't just us it isn't just me it isn't just black americans worldwide is what we have we have what we had in Italy happen. We have what we have around the world happen. So that's, again, a function of the Chinese Communist Party and the uh, the World Health Organization's failure. I think it's a tremendous move, a tremendous move that the president has decided that until we get this thing sorted out, WHO gets no more American cash. Zero. Because these organizations, these worldwide organizations, we have to understand this. And we don't like to and we don't like to think this way because it's it seems that we are um you know better than everybody else. And I don't know, we are we live in a time in America where no one wants to think that. No one wants to think that we're better than every anybody else. You know what? That all we're trying to teach our kids that all all cultures are the same. All cultures are equal when they are truly not. They're truly not. One example I'll go on: a culture that throws gay people off of off buildings simply because they're gay is not equal to this one. Sorry, it's not. And you know what? No hate, but okay, I guess there is hate. Um, but that's that 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 is that is the reality of it. So all cultures are not equal, and not everybody has the best interests of the United States in mind. I like to think I have a good friend who should say that that person thinks their butt's a cream puff and everybody wants to bite it, and 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 that just goes to everybody thinks people here in America think that everybody has our best has everybody's best interest. The only bad people are the Americans. You've been taught that not true and it's not true um so when we talk about the u.s response to this the president did institute a travel ban from that region of china early on early early on um, you guys have all seen the tweet from nancy pelosi saying that this was a horrific racist move and then right afterwards the travel ban came um that forbid people from europe europe Who's mostly in Europe? White folks, right? First of all, the, the first travel ban was from China, 
where the virus originated. And then the second ban was um, was to protect us from Europe, where it was growing and exponentially there. And all the um, left did, all the Democrat left did, was fight the president on these travel bans. Um, so I think that those sort of responses early on, uh, even Dr. Fauci said those are the responses early on were key to the models, especially the models that, had been, that were being pushed by the World Health Organization, that we were going to, two and a half weeks ago, lose two million Americans. Y'all remember that, right? Well, that, that didn't happen. And I know some people are going, hasn't happened yet. Well, it will happen eventually because we are a nation of 327 million people. Yes, eventually two and a half million of us will die of something. That's how it is. How it is. Um, So I think that the U.S. response was, I mean, from the federal government was overreaching, but understandable. And this, here is where we're going to get our civics lesson. It is the state's responsibility to respond for their state. Now, I had a conversation, um, a, a communication with a, with a dear friend of mine who hated this so much. But it is the reality of our republic that it is up to the states, up to the governors to respond for their state and to deal for their state in emergencies. And this was an emergency for sure. Being from Florida and having had to deal with hurricanes, um, I, I understand that dynamic implicitly. I get it. It is not the responsibility of the federal government to declare an emergency for Florida. It isn't. It is the responsibility of the governor of the state of Florida to, to, to declare an emergency for the state of Florida. And when that happens, there are certain things in the federal government that go into action and go into play. And it is the responsibility of the governor of the state of Florida to make that happen. So when there is a health emergency, it is the responsibility of the, state, the, the governors of the state of Florida or the governor of Georgia, or Massachusetts, or New York, or California, or Wyoming, or Montana, or Texas, or Kansas, or Utah, or Nevada, you get it, right? Um, for them to to activate whatever uh, emergency procedures they have in place, and if they don't have anything in place for a health emergency, that's on them. Okay. Well, it is the importance of a um, of the governor to institute their or, or activate their emergency procedures. That's how it works, and that's fine. And whatever they need to do, they they need to do. Um, so I think that that if where you live, if you don't think that that your governor did enough, then it is the governor that you ought to address and the state. Congress and um, the, or the state representatives and senators and your local government, because those are the people who are in charge of health emergencies. There isn't any top-down thing from the U.S. government. So this whole idea 
this narrative that, that that's being pushed that you see that you'll see in the media this week and over the weekend uh, is that now that we have more deaths than the people died in Vietnam in this time period, frankly, we normally have more deaths than the people that died in Vietnam in the same time period. We normally do. So so that that whole narrative is foolish, childish, sophomoric ridiculous it's not an argument it's not it's, it, it's, it's not any big gotcha it, it isn't it's, it's stupid and it's to be discounted immediately when you see it immediately wherever you see it foolish it's outrageous especially when we find out that in Chicago and Illinois that they're counting COVID deaths if you die with COVID in your body whether it's the COVID that killed you or not. And, and a lot of us said that early. And of course, mainstream media and, and the like pushed against that narrative, but it, it's the truth. They're just, if you die, you, you died of COVID-19. And that's not really what's happening. All right. So we had bad models because we had bad data. Thank you, China. Thank you, Health, World Health Organization. And um, so we were, we were acting, the president and governors and health officials of the United States were acting on bad data or bad models. As the weeks went on, days go on, something great happened, data. And data trumps models every time. What's actually happening is better than what you think is going to happen all the time. You can never, ever save lives in hurricane with her with just hurricane models you actually need data you need to know what the storm is you need to know what the what the storm is doing right now you need to know what what damage the storm has caused you need to know what's happening now you need to know what's happening on the ground right now which is why they fly planes into the eye of hurricanes they just don't depend on computer models so we started watching hospitalizations and we're watching hospitalizations and we're watching the number of people that are recovering. And now we're watching the number of people who are being tested. And what we're finding out is that when you test more people, you find more cases. So the narrative is that there, you know what? There are more cases now. There are over a million cases. Well, yeah, there were going to be, they were, there were going to be more cases. That's all there was. That's all there's to it. There were going to be more cases. There was absolutely no way um, that that wasn't going to happen. Um, here where I live, let me tell you what's happening where I live. There are more tests. Remember how in the beginning the response was, and it was Trump's fault, that there weren't enough tests? Remember? Well, in where I live now, there are more tests than there are people who want to take them. It's crazy, isn't it? It's crazy. So that's the whole models versus data thing. Data. Data is more important than models. Data trumps models all the time. What actually happened is is better than what you think is going to happen. All right. Um, If you watch any of the press briefings, it's Trump versus media part 1,609. Uh, Same old thing. The left is trying hard to blame Trump for anything anything at all. Um, so 
it goes back to Trump calls it the Chinese flu. And somebody goes, should you be calling it the Chinese flu? Isn't that racist? What? People are really getting sick and people are really, and some people are succumbing to this. And what you're concerned about is that I'm calling it the Chinese flu because it came from China. We don't have enough masks. We don't have enough PPE, blah, 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 blah. Oh, we don't have enough tests. Uh, you know what? So we need more hospital beds in New York. So Rachel, Rachel Madcow gets on MSNBC, MSLSD, and says, oh, there's not, not going to be any, any Navy ship sent to New York. That's weeks away. Now, as she's saying that, the U.S. Navy ship Hope is is steaming towards New York Harbor right then with hospital beds, everything that the mayor and the governor said they they desperately needed. They need 40,000 ventilators, models, data. People on ventilators were dying. 80% of them were dying. Models. There isn't any, there aren't any therapeutics. Data. Hmm. Hydroxychloroquine seems to have an effect on, on the virus if you catch it early enough. Now, narrative. Hydrochloroquine, hydroxychloroquine isn't, isn't having any effect. Well, if you, if you use it on sick, sick people too far along, yeah, they die anyway. You're right. It, it doesn't work. But if you get to them early, it seems to work. As a matter of fact, there are case after case, case after case where that's happening, where even in New York, they started to treat people who came into the hospital who had, you know, if they came into the hospital, they started to treat, you know, if they had COVID-19, they, they, uh, they were diagnosed with COVID-19 or they thought they might have COVID-19, they started treating them with hydroxychloroquine. And guess what happened? Good results. Just saying. And Trump was blamed for some, some idiot, some Carol Baskin characters out, um, out West who decided they would drink fish tank cleaner because it had something that looked like hydroxychloroquine. And the media said what? These were Trump supporters that were hanging on every word that Trump was saying. He shouldn't have said that, blah, 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 blah. Well, as, as, as you learned, the, the fact is that that woman was Carol Baskin. She'd been, she'd been trying to kill her husband or trying to get divorced from her husband for years and decided this was, apparently this was a great way to get rid of him. She lived and he died, unfortunately, after drinking fish tank cleaner. Can't fix stupid. The economy, the economy, no doubt is suffering. But don't you think it's interesting that you're not hearing about the stock market anymore? Don't you think it's interesting? Well, because the stock market is is back. The the Dow Industrial is back over twenty four thousand. It, I mean, not that it's skyrocketing, but what what it's doing is that it is doing this. It's doing up. 200 points, down 500 points, up 700 points, down 32 points. You know, two days ago, it, was down, it finished 32 points down from where it started, which is basically where it started. And yesterday, it was up 580, 532 points, I guess, 582 points. Now, does it matter? Does it matter to your economy? Probably not. Has it ever mattered to your economy? Probably not. 
um, when people mention the Dow Jones Industrial Index as being some sort of mark of the of the stock market, I always have to ask them the question: Do you know what the Dow the Dow Jones Industrial is? Do you know how many stocks there were? You know, and I might have mentioned this on another one of my programs. I was having a conversation before um, the lockdown with one of the uh, one of the young men I work with. Good, good kid. Like him a lot. Um, smart guy. But he's like the rest of us. You know, you don't know everything except for me. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm teasing. But um, you don't you know everything. So I asked him how many stocks were in the Dow Jones Industrial Index. Now, he said thousands. Now, I know why he said thousands, because he was under the impression that the Dow Jones Industrial Index was an index of all the stocks in the New York Stock Exchange. There isn't one of those. It's a an index of, like you guys know, cool to listen to this program, because you all know, of 30 stocks. And those 30 stocks change from time to time, and nobody tells us. You actually have to be really locked in to what Dow Jones, which is a private organization, Dow Jones isn't part of the, you know, part of the government, uh, what they're actually doing. That's why there's New York Stock Exchange, which is a private, uh, you know, a private entity, and there's, an, there's NASDAQ, and there's the S&P, Standard & Poor's, which is a magazine. And their index, they're all just picking stocks and trying to see if they could get a, an idea of certain important industries and how they're doing. That's what that is. So do those 30 stocks in the Dow Jones really mean as much as anybody wants you to believe they mean? On, on both sides. On both sides. Does it really mean what people, what they want you to think they mean? It doesn't. Um, but if it continues, but if they continue to drop, mainstream media shows up and goes, "Look at the Dow. It's down several thousand points, and it's Trump's fault." Ladies and gentlemen, our economy is suffering. My economy is suffering. Your economy is suffering due to government action, not marketplace, not market forces. Not even economic policy. Not tax policy. Government action. When government tells you, uh, and, and, I, and this is every level, federal, state, and local, that you can't run, you cannot run your business, then, a, then an economy is going to suffer. It may go from the economy of a household to the economy of a neighborhood to the economy of a city, a county, a state. And then a nation. So this economic bump in the road, downturn, is due to government action. This is something that after we're done with this, and we will be done with it at some point, we need to remember. So if you're suffering economically, if your business is suffering economically, if your business doesn't bounce back, it doesn't come back, it wasn't because of marketplace influences. It wasn't even because of economic policy. It was because of government action. The government killed your business. 
Wow. And I, I know that sounds hyperbolic. I get it. Unfortunately, it's true. Government killed your business. If you're someone like me who works part-time at a theme park, um, Disney just decided that they were, I mean, they had, because a lot of union work at Disney, but the Disney, Disney just decided that they were going to stop paying over 150,000 of their employees. They had, I work for the other guys, but I think Disney was hoping that this wasn't last nearly as long as it, as it's lasted and they'd be able to hang, they'd be able to hang on and they'd be able to, to keep people, they'd be able to do the right thing if they could. And they just ran out of time because Disney was able to, Disney has other things. They've got the Disney, they have, they have the Disney channel, Disney plus they've got Marvel. They've got other things that they could use to sort of finance shift a few dollars over to um, the people who work in their parks, who quite frankly are the heart and soul of what Disney is. The people who work for SeaWorld, Bush Gardens, Sesame Place, are the heart and soul of what those places are. And I'm, I'm going to tell you something that nobody's saying. Most of those people are part-time. Most of the people that that, that when you go to Walt Disney World or you go to Busch Gardens, Williamsburg, or you go to Aquatica or Adventure Island or Universal Studios, most of the people that you see working there, most, not all of them, but most of the people you see working there are part-time. Most of them are not full-time. Most of, most of them, in most of those cases, aren't getting medical benefits. Aren't, they're not. But they love what they do. They love taking care of the guests when they come in the park. They love making sure your kids have a good time. And there isn't any advocation for them anywhere. Because they work for Disney, big, huge, multinational company. Or they work for SeaWorld, bad SeaWorld. Blackfish, bad SeaWorld. Nonsense. But in any case, I wanted to, wanted to pop in here for a few minutes and say, you know, what's, this, this is what's going on. We'll be out of this in a little bit. I want you to remember what you've seen, who you've heard it from. I want you to remember what's true, what was true and what was nonsense and who said it. I want you to remember people screaming for this and that and finding out that it was, it was that detrimental, like screaming for 40,000 ventilators and then finding out two weeks later that 80% of the people that they were putting on ventilators were dying because maybe that's not what they needed. But they were trying to blame the president for not having ventilators. Going to be very, 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 very important because the, the mainstream media will change the narrative on a dime, on a dime. Flattening the curve. Flattening the curve was a narrative out there so we could slow down the spread of the virus as to not overwhelm the hospitals. Remember that? And now the flattening the curve has, you know what, the narrative has more to do with the number of infections. There's the old bait and switch. As a testing, in, I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you this before I get out of here. As the testing ramps up, the number of infections will also ramp up as a function of testing. And you can get that with anything. 
you screen for high blood pressure, you'll find more. You'll find it. It's out there. People people walk around with hypertension, like I was, for years, and you'll find it. It didn't. It didn't like it went up. You just you just discovered it. You just found it. So let's not get pushed around by mainstream media narratives and nonsense. All right. My name is Blake Lawson. This is um, our Blog Talk Radio program. And uh, until we see you again, go out there and learn something, love somebody, and forgiveness. Y'all take care of yourself. We will see you when we see you. Bye-bye now.